We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. It's Kempi here from Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, and it's really important that I think that we talk a little bit more about rugby league. Uh, We had Rebecca Russell, the CEO of the Auckland Rugby League, on the show today, and she described what rugby league really meant to Auckland as a district and having equity and some equality in the game when decisions are made. One of the real key points that I think people should really understand is that fifty over 50% of participation is played up here in Auckland. And if you think about that and you haven't got a seat at the table, the national table, then there's something wrong. There's no funding coming back into Auckland. They expected to look after it all themselves, yet the national body is taking all of that funding, all of those numbers that Auckland produce and using it to pay their salaries. I, I just think it's so unfair. So why don't you have a listen to Rebecca Russell, really take on board that Auckland really need their identity back as a district, the blue and white. It used to be famous, played at Carlow Park, beat all the international teams, ran the best competitions, and I think it's time that the New Zealand Rugby League got rid of the zone structure and put especially the Auckland district and all the other 14 districts back into the seats and give them some equity back in the game. So enjoy. This is Rebecca Russell, CEO of the Auckland Rugby League. Yep, with the return of the NRL to our shores, there's been renewed interest in the pathways and offer for all of our young Kiwis. Recently appointed Auckland Rugby League CEO Rebecca Russell joins the ARL hoping to grow and foster the game within the Auckland region and regain its identity as a leader within the sport. Rebecca is on the line now. Morena Bex. Morena, how are you? Yeah, I'm really good. How's the new job going? <laughs> oh, uh, loving it. Um, it's it's going great. Look, I started, uh, I think, two weeks before the season was due to start. So I've absolutely just come in and it is just full on. But um, but look, it's 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 amazing. Um, we're heading already into the final round of our Fox Memorial Premiership this weekend. So... Um, we're getting into the you know the really crunchy time of the season, which is which is pretty cool. Hey, Bex, what's been your biggest challenge since you've taken over that seat? I think the biggest challenge is probably the complexity of stakeholders. You know, I'm really conscious that for Auckland Rugby League to grow, um, you know, we have a really key role in how we grow rugby league across New Zealand. And there are just so many stakeholders that you need to kind of connect with and, and bring along for the ride. And I think that that's probably the complexity of that, but also knowing that we can't do this alone. Um, you know, it, we just have to be a lot more thoughtful about how we approach it. Well, we've got so much talent in the country, and we know that for a fact, but unearthing them has been our biggest challenge. The Pathways has been at the forefront of particularly our show's conversations every week. What what is yeah. the ARL and, and and your your crew doing to ensure that we give these younger kids uh, an opportunity so we can retain them in New Zealand and see them potentially playing for ARL or or the Warriors? Yeah, I think that this is such a topical conversation, and this is absolutely mm. what we are leaning into at, at ARL as well. Um, we know that we need to do a lot of work to strengthen our pathways and to really con- make that connection in with um, you know with with elite. 
Um, I think, you know, we've, we're sort of doing a number of things. I think there's a lot that we need to do in kind of our backyard. But I, mm. I know as well that um, in our discussions with NRL, they are absolutely committed to helping support that. They are just as committed to making sure that we do retain our talent here in New Zealand and that it's not moving to Australia too soon. Um, you know, even with some of the NRL clubs that we've met with over the last couple of weeks, um, they are right behind this. And yeah. I think, again, it's just about how we join those dots up, how we make sure that we're actually leading the conversation as opposed to kind of being led, led ourselves. A lot of these things take a lot of uh, a big budget and a lot of funding involved. Has the ARL, have they got a lot of backing from some, some uh, financial um, industry, you know, companies that will, will, will back it? Uh, look, that is something as well that, um, you know, I'm kind of lifting up every every rock. Um, we yeah. absolutely do need investments. Um, I do think we do ha we have a, a good sort of solid foundation of resource. Um, and again, if we can use these strategic partnerships in a you know really with with purpose and in a really um, thoughtful way, I think we can. Um, I think there's a lot that we can do together, and then there's probably you know a lot that we'll need to do um, you know seeking financial support. Hey Rebecca, you you retained fifty four percent of the playing um, participation within the Auckland region. Uh, how do you how do you get that message out to the public under, under the uh, current structure, which has the zones who have the voice at mm. the table, and the Auckland Rugby League has no say in the national game? Yeah, and look, I think it's um, you know it's well known. I think from an Auckland Rugby League perspective, that the zone structure hasn't worked for us, um, and I think that we've been you know you know definitely before my time, that's been you know a really hot topic of conversation. I do think we've kind of found a, an easy kind of middle ground. I think I don't think we've necessarily got constraints. I think um, we've got a good relationship with NZRL. They're absolutely listening. Um, and I think, you know, I think my role, a big part of my role is really connecting up NZRL, the Warriors um, and NRL and making sure that we're really aligned. Yeah, and that, and that's dead right, especially if you're owning more than half half of the game in the country. Exactly right. You know, yeah, um, and, and that leads to my next question. Can you build pathways in Auckland that rival New South Wales and Queensland Cups? 100%. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, Look, I, I mean, I think we can, of course, um, but we're going we, we're gonna to need help and, um, you know, we're not going to be able to do it overnight. Um, but, you know, I think it's, it's definitely possible. Um, you know, if you think it's the, our size, um, I think we've got the scale to do it. Um, we just probably need a, a little bit more capability. Uh, what are some of the ideas that are going to be um, touted for the ARL to, to go forward, like some competitions um, that... that potential for these young kids, under-18s, uh, some national yep. comps. Uh, are those some of the ideas that you're going to be uh, throwing out there and putting on the on the field? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we, we are doing a review of our programs at the moment, um, and all of those things are on the table. From my perspective, it's absolutely about how we can make rugby league much more accessible, much more inclusive, um, and, you know, really how we can, uh, re you know, really create those those strong pathways. Um, I also think that, um, you know, there is definitely desire from the NRL clubs that we've engaged with so far. They have all asked, you know, this, in this post-COVID world, they've all asked to get back to rep team touring. And, um, you know, again, all of those kind of things are going to really help to strengthen um, strengthen our game.
How much emphasis are we are we putting on uh, the coaching group as well uh, at the moment? Because I know we've got the talent playing wise, but I, I feel like at the mm. moment the next crop of of professional or world class coaches are probably not like that. Mm. Are you putting a lot of emphasis on the the coaching group? Yeah, that's absolutely another you know area that's top of the list for us. Um, we had Brett Kamali over, um, obviously he was over for the Warriors game. He did a coaching clinic with some of our women's coaches and region of origin coaches on Saturday afternoon, and um, which was you know, really great that he gave up his time um, to do that with us. Um, but also, you know, we've, we've heard the message loud and clear, um, particularly from NRL, that, um, you know, we can't just rely on you know, the physical nature of the game and the size of our players, we actually have to lean much more into developing skills. So our players need to be able to, you know, pass and tackle. They need to be able to wrestle. They need to be able to do all of those things that are going to, um, you know, more than just the physical size. So we've, I think we've had a little bit of a wake-up call in that space. Um, and again, we just, you know, pathways and coaching are probably two of the big focus areas mm. for us. A little bit of a wake-up call. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep saying <laughs> yeah. it till the cows come home. Um, <laughs> hey, 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 Bex, the Warriors came home last week, and what a wonderful, what a wonderful day for rugby league in New Zealand—a sold-out crowd. What does that mean for Auckland? Oh, amazing! I mean, I was there at the game. People were emotional. Um, it was just a, an electrifying moment. Um, we have absolutely seen a resurgence in interest in in playing league and just, you know, engaging with league. Um, I think this is huge. And, you know, um, you, we just need to get behind the Warriors. We need to just leverage um, all of this, you know, this um, excitement and this you know, frenzy that's kind of been created as a result of that. Um, and, yeah, absolutely just support, you know, support the Warriors for the rest of the season. Hey, Bex, just one last question before I let you go. What would it mean to have your identity back, you know, being able to tour in the blue and white and, and call yourself the Auckland Rugby League like you did uh, in the past and have an equitable seat at the table in the national competition given that you've got more than half, uh, half the game sitting in your back door? What would that mean? Look, that, that would mean a lot. And I think that that's a goal that we, are, um, you know, that we will go after. Um, I do think that there is certainly the um, openness for that conversation to be had. And I'm really keen to pursue that. Thanks a lot for joining us this morning. Bex on the Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Uh, loved having that conversation with you. Great to see that you put your feet under the table and you're getting on with it and wish you all the best with the pathways and all the stuff, wonderful things that you're doing with Auckland and especially the clubs. And, uh, yeah, go out and go out and smash it. Have a good day. Thanks, TK. Talk soon. That's Rebecca Russell, new CEO of the Auckland uh, Rugby League, doing a fantastic mm. job too. As he come out of the corporate world, uh, a real courageous decision by the Auckland Rugby League to go away from a model that hasn't really taken the business or the clubs forward and hiring someone from out of a commercial background to really deliver on some key strat strategic points going back. One of them is to get their identity back. And that mm. is you know, one of the really sad parts of the zone structure in New Zealand is that the Auckland Rugby League is the biggest district with 54% of the participants in the country on their back door and they don't have a seat at the national table nor do they get any of the funding which trickles back down into the Auckland Rugby League. It is an absolute um, must that needs to change.
I can't believe like you got me thinking, eh? The the blue and white hoops running around. Oh, I can just picture like these big competitions running around, just uh, uh, you know, underneath the unions. You know, like hate going back and refer referencing um, rugby union, but you know, you think about the Hawks player taking on the Wellingtons. You need that. You need that. The underlying the provincial unions. That's where it all starts, and it just got me going, mate. There's so much potential there. There's so much potential there to get it going. I just yeah, it baffles me that it's not really something that's at the forefront of their, their minds, mate. It's um it's crazy. But Rebecca, mate, she's if anyone's gonna get the job done, it'll be Rebecca Russell. She's touched on it. The pathways and the coaching is at the forefront of their minds, that is the top of the agenda. And uh hopefully they can get it done. Funding is the biggest hurdle that most companies and, and, and industries face. So hopefully they can get the funding, NZ, uh, the NZRL can get on board. Greg Peters and give them the chance and help them out. Yeah, hundred percent. I hope it I hope it all comes together and the districts gain their identity back because what that what's going on at the moment just isn't working. Great stuff, is it? Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Couple of text messages on the on the temper bed post text machine. Warriors need to appoint Baz McCullum. What a turnaround from the England <laughs> team. One win in seventeen games to four from four. Unbelievable. That is from Tim and. Well, you're not wrong. I've been messaging that bugger all morning. This is what I said. Time to renegotiate, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Fire emoji times three. <laughs> and he messaged back, bonus is a good daggy. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, Another broodmare. It's crazy, eh? Hey, keep it. it's, it's amazing when you think of it. Just a mindset shift. A mindset shift. These English are coming out. You know, Ben Stokes is saying, look, for us, we just want to change the way Test cricket is played. You know, you change that mindset from being defensive to being aggressive and, you know, just all guns blazing, just go out swinging for the rafters and they're getting the results, mate. Johnny Bearstow. I said to him, I was like, mate, what about Johnny Bearstow? Like, honestly, before this, before the last couple of weeks, before you went and got involved, he was hopeless. Hopeless. And he said, bro, just got to show the man some love. Just wants to, he just needs to be loved. Mm. And bang, give him some love, give him the confidence. And he goes out and hits three straight tons, maybe even four, mate. Oh, clinic. Yeah. Unbelievable. And, you know, it's it's a difference between talent, you know, and, and having the um, courage to believe in that talent and allow it to express itself. You know, I remember mm. my dad was a tough bugger, you know what I mean? Like he was, you know, he, he, was, he was a hard bugger and, he used to always tell me, you know, when I was fighting to keep my eyes open, you know, he used to say, that takes a lot of courage, mate. Keep your eyes open. At least you can see where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, and just have the courage to do that type thing. And, you know, what I like about the analogy with that is what I like about Baz McCullen is that he's gone into this team, yeah, which is arguably the biggest team in the world, the English mm-hmm. cricket team. And, the, the you know, we all know about the cucumber sandwiches and the tea and the grandstand type scenario with the, with the gentleman in England. Yeah. And he's had the courage to change things, to change mindsets, to get guys who who have seen him play to believe in his mindset, you know. And it's really interesting. As you get older, you can actually see courage. You can mm. see people that have that courage when they're making decisions, when they when there's when they're putting themselves right out there on the line to say, actually, I'm putting myself out. I'm actually having the courage to make this decision. Just follow me and believe in what you what you can achieve, mate. And that's what he's done. There's, I'm not surprised they've won four in a row, mate. I actually think yeah. they're going to go from strength to strength. 
Yeah, <laughs> I'm not surprised too, Kimpy. I'm not surprised. Knowing Bears and being able to work with him for the last year or so, mate, just, just, just a different character. Brings the best out of you, demands excellence. But the best thing, the best thing is he knew Johnny Best, though, was a world beater. He knew. He knew that he had the goods. He just had to really figure out and, and, and really tap into him deep, you know, mentally and get an understanding of what he's about, and that's what he's done. And that's what the best coaches do. They understand every individual player and they figure out what they need and what are their strengths and what are their work on them and what are their weaknesses and turn those weaknesses into strengths and that's what the best coaches do and then, then they get the results. Mm. And Toddy that's what Baz has, has, has done. Yeah, Toddy Payton and Rugby League, mate. I like, if he mm. doesn't go down as NRL Coach of the Year, they they got rocks in their heads, you know what I mean? He's gone over there and the first courageous decision he's made is to front Jason Tomalolo and tell him to pull his finger out. Mm. You know, and people are going, mate, you're talking to a million-dollar player like that. He's going to leave the club, and he's basically gone, I don't care. Because if I don't get to him, I'm not going to get to anyone, and we're not going to succeed. Well, sitting third on the table, who would have picked that? Yeah, bang. You're dead right. You're dead right, Kempe. And you know what else is going to go bang? Tony Kemp off the back fence. Back shortly. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Off the back fence soon. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.